We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder, the fifth. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. I appreciate you tuning in. I really do. You're here, and that means the world to me. Today, we're going to talk about the 49ers' brand spanking new, shiny, perfect, impeccable, Inflappable 53-man roster. Peaking, speaking of inflappable, not peaking of, speaking of inflappable, you guys want to hear something crazy? Because I had it on my phone as I as I kind of uh, started this podcast because I don't actually need to like read the intro anymore. I could just memorize it because I've said it 300 times. So that's not exactly a pat on the back for me. You would You would think I would have been able to do that but for some reason i think it's worth mentioning on this podcast did you guys know i mean if you've been listening to this pod for a long time you were listening when i played my first wordle got it in two tries and then talked all kinds of shit on everybody who was super into it because i thought the game was too easy and i'm sorry i did that by the way because i play it every day now and i would like you to know and i would like to update you all I have played Wordle 345 times and I've never missed one. So if I ever get on this podcast and just sound like my heart isn't in it, it's because I've finally missed a Wordle. If you don't know what Wordle is, it's that it's those colored squares you see everybody posting, not the MLB ones you see people posting now. But you get it's you get six chances to guess a five letter word. And every time you guess a word, it'll tell you if, if the letter lights up green, that means that letter goes there. If it lights up yellow, that means let that letter is in the word, but it doesn't go there. And then you try and guess the word. And I've gotten it right. 345 times. And no, I'm not looking anything up. That would defeat the purpose of playing the game. 
it's just been a cool little streak of mine. Worthless, not getting paid for it. You know, it, it is what it is. It's just, it's just a, a cool thing. So shout out to all you uh, Wordle players out there. I appreciate you. Sorry, I uh, sorry I talked shit that shit that one time. I I am. I promise. I mean it. I, I'm sorry because I'm I'm on board now. I'm here. So we are. Uh, like I said, before I distracted myself, we're gonna break down the 49ers 53 man roster today, and that's really all we're gonna do. We're not gonna go on and on about how Jimmy Garoppolo just recently had an interview with Sports Illustrated about how he said uh, there's a lot of weird quarterback situations in San Francisco, and when he was asked how he felt. The 49ers handled those quarterback situations. He just kind of paused and was like, how do you think they've handled it? And then the guy basically said Messi and Jimmy Garoppolo sort of laughed. I'm not going to go on on that because, I mean, he's he's right. It has been weird. And, you know, a lot of people think they've handled the quarterback situation like shit. As you guys know, if you listen to the pod, I really, I don't get all that worked up about it because I don't think it's all that crazy. The craziest part about it is all is that Brock Birdie step forward and was like, I can do this, which we don't know for sure that he can, but that's the craziest part about the whole thing to me. It's not how they treated Trey Lance. It's not the decisions they made with Trey Lance because if the Brock Purdy wasn't there, we would still be talking about Trey Lance and he'd still be on the team. And, you know, it'd be whether or not he could beat out Sam Darnold for the starting job. Man, wouldn't have that, wouldn't that have been weird if the competition between Lance and Darnold was for the starting job? Weird. Weird. But anyways, so yeah, of course the 49ers quarterback situation has been weird. Don't get offended that Garoppolo said that, especially as the guy that was sent packing. So it's, you know, don't get offended. It's all, it's Jimmy G. He's like the nicest guy on the planet. He, He ain't hurting your feelings. So let's get into it. 53 man roster. Now, I will say this. I was going to say this at the end, but I think I'll say it at the beginning. Keep in mind that this is the like initial 53-man roster. There's a lot of change that's going to happen. Um, every team looks at all the players that have been released by other teams, whether it's released or waived, just to clarify the difference for you all. Um, I'm not sure the threshold. I want to say it's like two years or something like that, but newer players in the NFL, when they are cut, they are waived. Uh, there's some type of threshold where it goes from a player that's waived to a player that's released. I believe. So if a player's waived, he goes through the waiver wire. And it's not like your fantasy's waiver wire. I mean, it's a little like it, but players, every team, the order is established by your record the year prior, and it stays that way the entire time. Like in fantasy, when you claim somebody, you move to the bottom of the order. NFL is not like that. The order stays that way the entire time. And no matter how many players. So, I mean, theoretically, the number one team, whoever that is, whoever had the number one pick, I forget. My brain's done. They would be able to claim every player a wave that year. But the catch is, is if you claim a wave player, they have to go on your 53-man roster and you have to release somebody that's on that 53-man roster. So the point being, this is the 49ers' initial 53-man roster. And if they claim any waived player, then they've got to give somebody the boot. Same thing as if they decide to sign a released player. A released player just immediately becomes a free agent and anybody can sign him. So that those are the differences. Waivers, wait, players that are waived go on the waiver wire. 
Uh, and they, you know, you have to be, you have to claim that player. And if, as long as nobody has claimed him, that's above you on the order, then you get that player and you have to cut somebody on your 53 man roster. If it's just a, a veteran, then he's just released and he can sign with another team. Again, I don't know the threshold. It's probably a very brief Google. I'm just going to search right now. Like if I could type waived versus released. There we go. Come on. Good job, Google. Thank you for predicting that. When a player is cut, they're either waived or released. A player with at least four seasons is released, meaning they're a free agent who could sign anywhere immediately. A player with less than four seasons of experience is waived, meaning they go on the waiver wire with their contracts still in place. So there you go. I was twice I was I was half of what it should have been. I said two years, it's actually four years. So now you will always know that. And I and I will always know that, and we will always know that together. That a player who with less than four years of experience is going to be waived. A player with more years of four year, more than four years of experience will be released. And here we are. If you already knew that, then I appreciate it. You are a better man or woman than I. All right. So 53-man roster time. Now that I've made my point that this is the initial 53-man roster, things can definitely change. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll give you one change right off the bat. Matt Barrows of The Athletic already reported that defensive ends, def- you know, outside linebackers, defensive ends, Kerry Hyder, and what's the other one? Hold on. Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. Austin Bryant. Both Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder are going to be re-signed tomorrow per, per Matt Barrows' sources. So that immediately will have to release two people. Also, Nick Bosa is still not on, does not count to this because he's in on the reserve, did not report list. So that's another player that is going to have to be released. So there's there's three players right there, that two of which are coming back tomorrow, one of which we expect to come back soon in Bosa. That's three people that are on this 53-man roster that get to take that massive sigh of relief that they made the team. Uh, then they're going to get the the probably the phone call that might hurt even more, that they didn't make the the squad after all. And then there's the practice squad, which I believe is up to 16 players now. So, and and I believe they maintained the, the fact that it changed during COVID. You could put any player on a practice squad, not just younger players used to be a limit as to who you could put on the the practice squad. So we're all right. Um, The the unfortunate fact is that a couple players are going to get the call tomorrow that they are not exactly on the 53 man roster. Sorry. You know, that sucks. That's that's a dark time. All right. In the quarterback room, we've got Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Brandon Allen. No surprises here. Um, quite a few teams have kept three quarterbacks on the 53-round roster. I think right now it's at like roughly half the teams. So it's not uncommon, especially now that there's the third quarterback rule. Now, it's important to understand how this is laid out. A quarter, if you're keeping three quarterbacks, it absolutely takes up a spot on the 53-man roster. But that third quarterback will not take up a spot on the active game day 48-man roster. So a little bit of give and take there. It's it's not a complete gimme, given it's still a spot on the 53. But when it comes to active players on game day, uh, it will not take up one of those spots. I just I think at this point, it's pretty, it's kind of silly. There, there should not be, you should not have to pick five inactive players on game days. If you have a 53-man roster, then 
Um, I, we're, I, all of them can play. That's the way it should be. I don't know. I'm sure there's a decent reason for it. It just seems stupid. I think the NFL should make their rosters bigger. It should be 60 players. And if you really have to do the five and active thing, then now you're at like 55 active on game day. I don't know. It just seems silly. Like if you're going to make me only pick 53 players on my team, then, uh, we're all going to play and, and that's it. Like it just, it, and the odds of some of those guys going in are, are really slim, but it, it just seems dumb at this point that five people every week have to be told, well, don't put your pads on. You can't play today. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's maybe if somebody could tell me the the reason I know it's at one point, somebody told me it was a, it was meant to create a little bit of parody when it comes to players that are injured. You know, it creates a bit more of an even playing field helps kind of offset the fact that one team could be decimated by injuries and the other isn't. But again, it's only five players, so I don't know. I don't know. So at quarterback, we've got Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen. Obviously, Trey Lance was traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and we got our first picture of him today in, in Dallas Cowboys gear, which was uh, weird at the very least. Weird. Um, but you know what? I wish I would have watched it again. But Guy Haber made it. Guy Haber made it, made a great point on YouTube that Trey Lance did not go to a, like didn't even go to a better situation when he went to the Cowboys. Now he was probably of the mindset like anywhere's better than here at this point. Let's just find a different scene. But for the, I mean, when you look at Dallas and you go to the quarterback room, like in what way did Trey's situation approve? Because you've all improved. You've got Dak Prescott's the starter. Cooper Rush is the backup who came in and won games for them last year. And then Trey Lance is the third string quarterback at best right now. Now, maybe they expect him to to easily overtake Cooper Rush. It's not like Cooper Rush is somewhat like, you know, the old, uh, what's his name? Kyle Shanahan saying that the pass rusher, he's a tough guy to be out. I can't remember his name. No, I'm, I was at the tip of my tongue. And then you've got Will Greer, who uh, apparently had, like just aced his final preseason game, but was still released. And everybody, and, and they want to keep him on the practice squad. And everybody on the team's like emotional about the fact that Will Greer was released, including himself. And then you got to think, you know, now your head coach is. Um, why did I just? <laughs> I just Mike McCarthy. So, I mean, you're going from Kyle Shanahan to Mike McCarthy. You're going to a quarterback room where you're still, at least right now, the third quarterback. I mean, maybe they're really, really falling apart with Dak Prescott, but I don't know. What did I say last week's pod? Like the pun with Dak? A Dak up? Dak up to, (laughs) I think that's what I said. Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. So Trey Lance is now uh, in Dallas. Rock Purdy's the starter. Sam Darnold's the, ba- Darnold's the backup. And Brandon Allen is your third-string quarterback. No surprises there. Running back. And at the helm is Christian McCaffrey. His backup is Elijah Mitchell. And um, the final two running backs are Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason. I mean, no surprises here, but I, I think that Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason have to feel pretty good about their chances of getting significant snaps in football games this season. Elijah Mitchell is um, is nearing injury-prone status. He missed most of the off-season program with a, a strained abductor, you know, a, a strained ab, ab muscle. 
So, I mean, it's kind of gotten to a point where I think this is the par for the course with Mitchell, and we can expect him to be injured often. And the opportunity is there for Jordan Mason and Ty Davis-Price to really cut into that snap count. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was at, obviously put together a great season, is a talented running back, but if he can't stay on the field, then you you can't really count on him to have an impact. you got to look at what those next two guys are going to be able to bring. Both of them put together an offseason looked pretty good. Pretty good. Um, we'll just see if Elijah Mitchell can stay healthy and keep those two at bay when it comes to the snap count. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's the man. Um, players that were cut were Jeremy McNichols, who was just signed during the offseason. That was kind of expected. And uh, Brian Hill. Fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Surprise. Anyways, um, Jack Coletto was cut. Kind of a do-it-all, tight end, fullback, even could play defense type of player. Uh, might be a guy they plan on bringing back to the practice squad. Ride receiver, we've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, Ronnie Bell, and Danny Gray. Now, once you hit Ray Ray McLeod, things get weird. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, those are obviously your first three. No problems there. An absolutely outstanding receiving core, one of the best in the NFL. You got no issues there. Raymond McLeod suffered that uh, wrist injury. His uh, status for week one is definitely in question. So, you know, it's a fractured wrist. So it's really iffy as far as his availability. So we just don't know what we're going to get from there. And obviously McLeod brings some serious returnability. He brings some serious speed to the offense. Um, And then Danny Gray suffered a shoulder injury that's expected to keep him out for a while. So there's really some opportunity there for Ronnie Bell to be a guy that gets some snaps in a game. You're talking about a seventh-round pick that really wasn't expected to make the roster, didn't really have a great draft profile, wasn't highly sought after, and then, bam, he comes in and instantly makes the roster. I mean, this ex- I compared him initially to Kendrick Bourne, who almost has the exact same story. Um, just the way they played, the way they ran routes, even the way they ran it, it just reminded me of Kendrick Bourne. And Ronnie Bell had one hell of an offseason, even in practice, and not just in the preseason. So it's it's good to see that he made the 53-man roster. That's absolutely something that he earned. And the opportunity is there with McLeod and Gray both dealing with injuries. Um, they could be candidates for injured reserve. And since they made the 53-man roster, if they're put on injured reserve, they have a chance to return. We'll get into that with the next position group. Um, you know, you had guys that uh, I thought had a chance. Chris Conley looked good, but he suffered an arm injury or shoulder injury, arm or shoulder, can't remember, when he did that diving catch in the final preseason game. You got Willie Sneed, who looked really reliable. The team has brought him back several times. They like him. I could see him being re-signed if McLeod or Gray go on injured reserve. And if you do go on injured reserves after the season, I believe you have to miss the first eight games. Let me see if I can get that information for you. It's just they, they've switched it a, a couple times. I think in 2022 they switched it. It may only be four games now. I'll, f- I'll find out for you. I know. I should already know, but I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Jesus, man. Why do you? I don't understand why you guys have to get like that. Just kidding. Also released was Isaiah Winstead, the social media superstar, and Tay Martin and Anthony Miller. Uh, Tay Martin is is somebody I could I could absolutely see them bringing back to the practice squad. The team likes him a lot, and he's made some plays for the 49ers, so I could see him coming back. 
I can see a couple of these guys coming back. Uh, Isaiah Winstead, maybe you want to continue to develop him. You know, he's a raw product, uh, East Carolina, I believe. Chris Conley was a guy a lot. Uh, they liked a lot. He could be somebody they bring back. Shit, I don't know. I mean, they could still put Willie Sneed on the practice squad because they kind of open that up to anybody now. Tight end, George Kittle. Okay, we're, I mean, we're back to George Kittle and people. You know, no offense, but we've got George Kittle, Charlie Warner, who has never really stood out in any way, shape, or form. Ross Dwelly, who for the most part is the same. He's made a couple plays here and there. but uh, And then you have Braden Willis, the 49ers, I believe, six-round pick. If I'm not mistaken, let's 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 make sure of that. But I mean, he is somebody that was a stretch to make the roster, and here he sits, which is impressive. I mean, he was around, excuse me, around seven pick. So Braden Willis, six four, uh, tight end out of uh, Oklahoma, always seen as kind of more of a uh, almost a move tight end type. And it's good to see him make the roster. He might be a candidate for somebody that's inactive every day, but. That's that's an impressive thing. Um, third round tight end Cameron Latou had a meniscus injury. He was put on injured reserve before the 53-man roster, which unfortunately means he will not be playing football in 2023 slash 2024. So, um, but I am interested to see Braden Willis. Like when I when the 49ers first drafted those two tight ends, and I looked them up after the draft. Willis looked like the third rounder, and Latou looked like the seventh rounder. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, in five years, pretty much four years with Oklahoma. He was there as a, a redshirt freshman, but didn't do anything. He caught one pass. Um, he caught 75 catches for 998 yards, a 13.3 a pop, and 13 touchdowns. His last year uh, at Oklahoma, he caught seven touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty impressive. 39 catches, 514 yards, and seven touchdowns. Those are good numbers. For a college tight end, I think that the 49ers see Braden Willis as kind of like an ascending player. And I think that they are are willing to give him a shot on the 53 because I think he might be somebody that they feel like they could throw in there and, and maybe add, add another pass catcher to that group. Big dude, 6'4, 240, not small, can definitely come in there and make plays. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. Just just keep an eye on that one. Keep an eye on that one because that's a that's a great uh, signing. The only tight end that was cut was Troy Fumagalli. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze, and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Offensive line. This is where my knowledge really starts to soar. Trent Williams, Colton McKivitz, those that are kept on the roster. I mean, let's list this. Let's list this out in offensive line order. At left tackle, we have Trent Williams. Then we have Aaron Banks at left guard, Jake Brendel at center, Spencer Burford at right guard, and Colton McKivitz at right tackle. And then behind them, you've got this combination of Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor, John Feliciano, and Nick Sakel. Uh, I was very surprised to see Nick Nick Zakel not make the roster. He seemed like he had a pretty rough training camp, pretty rough preseason. I think between all three games, he might have been flagged for holding like five times. Um, Those that were cut were Leroy Watson IV, um, who I'd seen mentioned quite a few times throughout training camp about having a good good camp. So that's I'm not that expected him. He might be a candidate, a prime candidate for the practice squad. Uh, L Manning kept hearing his name brought up. I think Matt Mayoko of NBC sports Bay area thought he was a candidate, a surprise candidate to make the 53 man roster. I think he is a player that probably gets picked up by another team. Alfredo Gutierrez. I know is in that, uh, kind of like the foreign exchange uh, program for the NFL. I think he already has a path, like a guaranteed pathway to the practice squad. If I'm not mistaken, and then you've got Jason Poe, Joy Fisher, Keith Ishmael and Corey Luciano. I think that Matt also said that he he thought uh, he heard that Joy Fisher was another favorite for the practice squad. Uh, Il Manning, keep that name uh, at the forefront of your mind. Wouldn't surprise me if he's somebody that's claimed by another team. But remember, you can claim another player off a team, but he has to go on your 53-man roster. So it's it's no small thing to claim a player knowing you've already picked your 53-man roster, and now you've got to give someone the boot because of that fact. So, you know, players get claimed all the time, but it's, um, it, it, you know, it's it's no small thing. Just keep that in mind that, you know, the, the news you have to break to another player that you just told made the roster is, I mean, that's brutal. It is what it is. All right, so uh, on the uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, going back to the offensive line real quick, I mean, it's hard to have a lot of confidence in Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor, John Feliciano, and Nick Sakel. I mean, we saw what the backup offensive line was capable of doing in the preseason, and it wasn't great. So you're just hoping that the 49ers starting five, which are still – they're bringing on the same people from last year plus Colton McKivitz. You're just hoping they maintain their continuity because the – Players behind them are not great, Bob. Defensive line, we've got Nick Bosa. Not as now. Look, I'm going to say this right out the gate. Not as deep as it typically is. If I don't, if I can say so myself. Now, don't get me wrong. You've got Nick Bosa, who doesn't count against the roster currently. Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, J- 
Javon Hargrave. Excuse me. That was the Javon I wanted to, uh, the Javon Hargrave. That's the one I wanted to read first. So up front, you've got Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave. Those are kind of your three, like your big three. But then once you get outside of that, you're really not knowing what you're getting. You've got Drake Jackson, Cleveland Farrell. Those two are probably going to compete, which is great. You know, rotate opposite Nick Bosa or spell Nick Bosa for a little bit when you need to. You know, not that that Superman ever needs it. So, I mean, but behind them, you've got Kevin Givens. He's been, he's proven that he could make an impact, but he's not like a stud player. Interesting enough, they, uh, they kept Kalia Davis, who was the sixth rounder from last year that didn't play at all last season. So it's not necessarily a surprise to see them keep him. Um, you're just not really sure what you're going to get. Dude looks like a freaking tank. Kind of reminds me of DJ Jones. We'll see if he could play up to that caliber. And then you got Robert Beal Jr., their sixth rounder from this year, if I'm not mistaken. Could be could be five. But um, yeah, round five, round five pick. He's a pass rusher out of Georgia, kind of a guy that got washed, washed out of, among all those studs they have along that line that the Eagles drafted that everybody couldn't stop talking about. Um, we'll see what he's got. You know, it's he's kind of a player that could obviously a fifth rounder is not a massive investment, but everything you read about him kind of says he's a little inexperienced. Um, you kind of really only want to give him one job and that's rush the passer, you know, get after it. So somebody that could end up being better than everybody anticipates. And if not, you know, like I said, it was a fifth round pick, so it's not necessarily the biggest of deals, but he makes the 53 man roster. So, you know, that's another pass rusher that could add some juice. Um, but again, not a very deep group. You've got your, your studs and Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, but then below that, you know, at this point, don't really have any any expectations for Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I mean, it seems like he was struggling even against preseason, you know, backup offensive linemen. So I'm not really sure what to what to make of that group. But considering that Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder are reportedly coming back tomorrow, uh, who from that group gets the axe? You know, we'll see. Um, also released was Ty McGill, Marlon Davidson. Breland Speaks, Alex Barrett, Ladarius Hamilton, Spencer Wage. Nothing. Uh, I, I fully expect Alex Barrett to be back on the practice squad. Um, probably Ty McGill as well. I thought Ty McGill made the 53-man roster. Maybe uh, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, then that's definitely somebody I could expect uh, coming back into the practice squad. because he's, he's a solid player. He's just a solid defensive lineman that you at least want on your squad. So I would expect him to uh, to get re-added to the team. At linebacker, uh, a couple surprises here in, in a good way. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Oren Burks, D. Winners, and Jalen Graham. They're sixth and seventh round linebackers, along with Demetrius Flanagan-Foles. Uh, somebody that's that's made the roster for, what, a couple of years now? Now, one of the cuts, another name to look out for is Marcelino McCrary-Ball. I expect him to be picked up by another team. Wouldn't surprise me if it was the Titans to to go along with Aziz Alshire because, you know, that's where he signed. Um, he was the guy that the 49ers really liked. I, I believe a converted safety, or maybe that's uh, Flanagan Fowles, but a guy they really liked, really fast, really athletic. Um, it would not surprise me in the slightest if he is claimed by another team. He's only six foot 215, but that dude moves around the field. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Just some, and, and if and if he does not get 
complained. I uh, claimed I fully expect him to be back back on the practice squad. He's somebody the 49ers like a lot, but I just don't think they wanted to let their rookie linebackers get out the door and D winners and Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham showed out this preseason, wasn't perfect. Um, you know, needs to work a little bit on diagnosing a run and not becoming over aggressive. There were a couple times where he was just too aggressive to the line of scrimmage, and that's kind of the the delicate dance you walk as a linebacker. You're reading run right out the gate, so your first steps forward. Um, but if you come forward too too fast, you could get washed out by another block, and you can't even get to the gap that the running back's going for. So, and then you got gap responsibilities, so it may not exactly be his fault, but. Um, he made a lot of plays, and uh, D. Winters showed off his sideline, the sideline speed. I think those are two guys that they just want to develop behind behind Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, and uh, they could definitely be somebody that steps up into uh, not replaces them, but is somebody that can come up into that third linebacker spot and uh, make some plays. Also released was Curtis Robinson and Kava Tezano, if that is how you say your name at corner. No surprises here. Traverius Ward, Diamador Lenore, Isaiah Oliver, Samuel Womack, and Ambry Thomas. I um no big surprises. I was wondering if they were going to keep Isaiah Oliver, but I, I I suspect that with his contract, you know, they guaranteed him some money. They probably just didn't want to cut bait too early. Um, but he had a lot of problems throughout the preseason, whiffed on some tackles, uh, just just didn't seem all that into it. AJ Parker um what, seemed like a solid player, but he was placed on AJ. Uh, or on AJ, on IR before the roster cut. So he's going to miss the entire season. Darrell Luter Jr., their uh, their rookie this year, uh, was moved to the reserve players under perform list because that's because his injury happened before he got to the 49ers facility. He's going to miss at least the first four weeks. And then the first cut that I would say is a, a, a moderate surprise is Deshaun Jameson. Um, somebody that looked like he was kind of, I think that I think the 49ers wanted to keep, keep six defensive back and I think if they did Deshaun Jameson would have been the man got some return ability too, showed some promise um but in the end they only went with five so he got cut so did Quantrez Knight Nate Brooks and Trey Swilling I could see both Deshaun Jameson and Quantrez Knight adding into the practice squad seemed like every time Quantrez Knight was on the TV he was making a play and coming up and hitting somebody he just seemed like he played the game the way it's meant to be played so we'll see how that goes um, and then the last position group other than the specialist is safety. Tal Noah Hufanga, Deshaun Gibson, Jair Brown, George Odom. Uh, again, uh, Taylor Hawkins was placed on IR. That's another one that uh, is not going to play this year. And released was Miles My- Hartsfield, the free agent that I believe they signed from the Panthers, previously the Panthers. So there you go. Talano, Hufanga, and Deshaun Gibson are your two starters, but I fully expect Jair Brown to find his way onto the football field from time to time. You know, he's a guy that can come up to the line of scrimmage and make a play. So we'll see. One of his plays in the preseason that stands out is when, uh, who was it? Some, I think Isaiah Oliver completely whiffed on a tackle. I can't remember. Um, but Jair Brown ran him down and tackled him right before the end zone. And then the team, uh, I want to say it was the Broncos. Yep. Uh, didn't have time to get up to the ball and snap it before halftime. So Jair Brown essentially saved what was almost guaranteed to play, guaranteed to be a touchdown that play. Last but not least, you've got your specialist with Jake Moody, Mitch Withnowski, and Tabor Pepper. Um, Zane Gonzalez, Zane Gonzalez, the other kicker, was placed on IR with a calf injury. Uh, I'm assuming he gets released with some type of settlement. Jake Moody still dealing with a quad strain. There is. Uh, 
no guarantee that he is ready for week one. The 49ers have started working out kickers. They may wait to see if one of them's released from another NFL team. They might try and make like a, a super basic type trade for like a future seventh or something. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, as of right now, Jake Moody is not a lock to kick in week one. So the kicker drama continues for the 49ers. It's just, I mean, of course it does, right? The 49ers use a third round pick to select a kicker and shit just can't go well. Like it just can't be normal in San Francisco. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But that to me just, I hope Jake Moody claws out of this giant pool of, of, of course, you know, of course it is. That's what the pool is. It's just a bunch of, of course it is because everything's weird in San Francisco. So I hope he climbs out of this weirdness and um, just has a normal kicker's career. Like you just, it just, uh, it's just so cliche that like, of course their third round kicker is hurt. Like, and miss some kicks. Of course he did. It's just so typical. So, so typical. Well, that's it. That's the 53-man roster. Now, remember, you've got two def- defensive linemen that are expected to be added back onto the roster tomorrow. Keep an eye on who is uh, who gets the axe. It doesn't necessarily have to come from that position group, but at least one of them likely is. Um, and then you've got Nick Bosa, who will eventually enter the fray. That'll lose somebody else. And then the 49ers may decide to add somebody from another team. So there's, there's still a lot up in the air. This is this is the current 53-man roster, and it is in no way permanent. So what do you think? Are there any surprises? Are there any super disappointments? Anybody you think the 49ers are going to regret cutting? I didn't necessarily see any names like that, like, preseason superstars that you're like, damn, like what he did couldn't get him onto the squad. I don't really see necessarily anybody like that, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of just perusing through the roster one more time. Again, names that you should probably stand out to you are L Manning, uh, Marcelino McCrary ball. Uh, let's see. Alex Barrett might be one too. Deshaun Jameson, name to watch. He could be somebody that other teams looked at and was like, I like that. Quantrez Knight, possibly. All right. I appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. What if I recorded the whole podcast like that? God, turn it off. Shut it down. Shut it down. Go yell at Jimmy Garoppolo for just saying normal things. 49ers quarterback situation is weird. Oh, my God. What did he say? Are you serious, Jimmy? Why would you say that? All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. I mean, that's the ultimate form of support. You've heard me say it before. But if you feel like going the extra mile, you've got a couple minutes on your hands. Jump on Spotify. Leave us a positive review. Jump on iTunes. Leave us a positive review. Do your thing. Hey, you know what? I'm going to let you guys in on some information that I'm actually going to repeat next podcast. Did you know that a massive amount of a podcaster's income is based on people actually listening to the ads and not skipping them? Did you guys know that? I didn't even know that. I mean, it kind of is like common sense now, but it's not just the fact that the ad is placed on the podcast that produces revenue. 
It's somebody actually letting the ad play all the way through. So if there is a podcast that you support, listen to the ads. Let them play through. Go grab yourself a, a water or a Costco diet green tea citrus or whatever it is you drink or snack on. Maybe some hot and spicy Cheez-Its or Cheetos. I mean, they're both elite snacks. And let those ads play. If you want to support me, let the ads play. You want to support Candlestick Chronicles, my friends, uh, my other friends at, in, in uh, Blue Wire, uh, let the ad play. If you want to support any of your uh, your favorite podcasts, let the ad play. But I mean, if you're not feeling it, you're in a hurry. Whatever, it's all good. I'm I'm not I'm not judging you. Don't feel guilty. But I'm just passing this information along to you. If you would like to support your podcast, you want to see them get a little heavier of a bag and just let the ad play sacrifice that minute or two, whatever it is, I would appreciate it. So would everybody else. But again, in the end, just the fact that you're listening to me ramble on and on right now, especially still having like 60% of my voice. Obviously you're here for the long haul. I appreciate you. All right. We will be back later this week, probably with some more news, maybe with, um, a more in-depth look at the roster. I'm not sure. Sorry for the silence. I had to clear my throat. No, I don't edit stuff like that out. Come on. What am I going to tell Tyler? I'm like, hey, man, go to 37.45 and edit out that two seconds of uh, silence. No, we're this is real, okay? All right. I'm, it's too much. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. But as, as is the case, every week, every episode, all good things must come to an end. And for their ev- another episode, I'm Rob. This is Strike and Gold. You all are awesome. And we are signing out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.